0: Hey, Sid. Hey, Dad. Uh, Welcome to our. Well, no, 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 no.
1: (laughs) Are you kidding me right now?
0: Are you serious? I'm the pro.
1: (laughs) Do you care about this podcast at all?
0: I've uh, only done 400 other podcasts (laughs) in my life.
1: Uh, Welcome back to welcome to.
0: Okay, look at you, pro, right? Hey, everybody, welcome to Murder on the Couch. I am your host. I think I'm the co-host.
1: We're both co-hosts.
0: I think, but I like you being the host.
1: Okay. I'm the host.
0: This is your host, Sydney Overbay.
1: This is Tony Overbay.
0: I'm so used to going into the whole spiel. I'm a licensed marriage and family therapist, a certified mindful habit coach, all that stuff.
1: And I'm a college dropout.
0: But a world traveler, (laughs) nonetheless. Can you technically be called a dropout if you really kind of didn't attend, right? Because it was during the whole COVID thing.
1: That's true. I did. Attempt attending a couple times. Though. Did you really? So, really? No. Okay. Well, yes, but no.
0: Did you ever get on the Zoom calls or anything for college?
1: <laughs> I would bring my laptop into the car <laughs> and then I would just drive around while the Zoom was just playing.
0: So you were attending, technically? I
1: was attending.
0: Was that in your height of your DoorDash days? So were you, Yeah. See, you were working. She was
1: working. working. No, she Look was at working. That. working
0: hard while she's going to school
1: mm-hmm. and then just. Never again. We're excited
0: to bring you True Crime Meets Therapy.
1: Exactly. So you're going to get the insight of a therapist. A real
0: life therapist. And
1: the insight of someone who needs therapy. That's true. So this is going to be really exciting.
0: And then the format, which I am so excited about, is I am not going to prepare at all. So these stories are going to be new to me. Which mm-hmm. I'm, I'm really excited about
1: that. No, yeah, I have been doing so much research on this case. I've read every article. I've gone to every corner, and yeah. it's crazy. Okay, it's really insane. Because so, what are we talking about today? What's the case? We are going to be talking about the disappearance and then dismemberment of Abby Choi. Listening to this, please check out the YouTube version because there's so many videos. I feel like it really changes something when you put a face to the name. Also, what if it has like four views? That would be really humbling, so you should really go check it out. Okay, bye. Abby Choi was a mother of four, oh, wow. a social media influencer, a model, a socialite. She was so well known by everyone. Before we get into this case, yeah. I want to make a little disclaimer. Okay. I feel like a lot of the coverage on true crime that has been coming out lately is a lot more exploitative than informative, if that makes sense. Yeah. A lot of it is just like, oh, we want the gory details, you know, the shock factor. It's gross sometimes. Yeah. And I really don't want that to be what this podcast is about. Okay. I want this to be about the facts, about, in this case, Abby. Mm. And we're not romanticizing the killers or anything. That's not what this is going to be about. Yeah. But yeah, I've been waiting to tell you about this okay. for so long because it's been driving me crazy.
0: Okay. And I like what you're saying. So then I don't have to prepare my over the top reactions then. Uh, you know how right? <gasps> what? or I don't have to do any of those because I don't do that very well. No, okay.
1: no, this is gonna be real. This okay. is gonna be real.
0: Okay, which, if that's the case, are you prepared for me to interrupt? Kind of like I just did there, but with uh, amazing therapeutic knowledge around. No. Okay. See,
1: this is one of the fun things about me and my dad's conversations is nobody ever stops talking.
0: No, we don't.
1: We just interrupt each other back and forth <laughs> until the conversation. In like, the
0: therapy world, I call out. it flow.
1: Exactly. And, it and when people
0: don't appreciate that, they call it annoying. But I like the flow vibe. Let's talk about the case.
1: I want to give a little credit. I want to give a lot of credit to Stephanie Sue. She's a true crime YouTuber. She's like one of the biggest people yeah. out there right now. Not I enjoy people. those. You turned
0: me on to her. Rotten mango is the mm-hmm. name of her podcast.
1: She goes to town on these cases and gives all of the articles that she used for research and stuff. So that really helped me with this mm-hmm. credit to her.
0: And we'll have links to some of the articles that you'll refer to in the show notes as well.
1: I will be doing that. Apparently. That's what you do. (laughs) Of course. Let's talk about Abby. Okay. First. Abby was born on July eleventh, nineteen ninety-four, in Hong Kong.
0: Trying to do the math right now, nineteen ninety four.
1: When she disappeared, she was twenty eight years old. Okay. Super young. Yeah. She is the oldest of two sisters, so she has two younger sisters and she has four children. Four children she by 28. Four children. Mm-hmm. Wow. All of her friends and family have nothing but nice. Like everyone loves this girl. She has such a genuine heart and a good spirit. Her current husband described her as, and I quote, kind hearted and good person who always wanted to help others. Hearing him talk about her was so sad, but so sweet. He was just saying how lucky his kids were to have her as a mother. She was from a very, very wealthy family. So she grew up very comfortable, Okay, but she wasn't like a bratty rich kid in any way. Like she seemed to be the opposite of that. Their mm. parents actually owned a huge construction business that ran throughout China. Wow. So she was very well known. Yeah. But like I said, she was not bratty at all. She was actually really, really giving. She was the co-founder of Hong Kong's, and I'm sorry if I pronounced anything wrong, Payome's Charitable Organization, which was an animal rescue organization. She's a good person.
0: Having means, but then also still co-founding a charity for... Innocent animals.
1: Exactly. And I feel like when somebody is nice to animals, it really says something about their character because there's nothing in it for you when you're nice to an animal, you know, like they're not going to be able to give you anything. So it just, it shows a lot of selflessness. Mm -hmm. I think one of her friends even tells a story about a time when they were walking down the road and they saw a very badly injured cat, like had just been hit by a car. He said there was flies around it and stuff already. And... Abby was like, no, we are saving this cat. I don't care. Like her friend was literally telling her like, that is a corpse. Like, don't. And she said, no, I'm going to save this cat. And she did. And the cat is doing so much better now. Really?
0: Okay. So you spent time, you volunteered at an animal shelter in Costa Rica for two months. Mm -hmm. Did you save any cats like that?
1: I was attacked by cats. (laughs) I was attacked by cats. I was attacked by rats. Bats. There were bats. There were
0: bats. Dogs.
1: Dogs. But what was that like though? All of the volunteers yeah. that would come in and out, they were all such good people. Mm-hmm. Like you you don't really catch like a, a crappy person volunteering at an animal shelter. No, but yeah, it's like what's in it for them. Exactly. Right? Yeah. yeah. Just like I would presume you wouldn't catch a bratty rich person yeah. literally starting a charity for animals.
0: Okay. First experience as therapist working with people that have money at times. One guy told me, and I thought this was so good. He said that money makes you more of whatever you are. So if you're a jerk, you become a bigger jerk, mm. but if you're a kind person, then you're even more kind. Mm-hmm. I like that. Yeah. So it sounds like she took the money and became even kinder and more charitable.
1: She was also a very, very successful model mm. and influencer socialite is what they call it. I think okay. online and she worked hard at this. Okay. I, I was stalking her Instagram. Okay. Not in a creepy way, but For sure. research side note. I was thinking if I ever not even wanted to put this into the universe, yes. but if I ever went missing, please use cute pictures of me, please. So that's what I I was researching pictures of her on like the, like just regular images. And then I was like, if this were me, I would want people to use approved Sydney approved pictures. So I went onto her Instagram and she's a hardworking model. Okay. Like it seemed like she was somewhere new, not even every week, like every other day, Mm -hmm. she was on runways, she was modeling for everyone. Featured in Vogue, she oh, wow. was featured in Elle. She was a regular attendee at Paris Fashion Week.
0: Um, I can I can say I have never been invited to attend <laughs> Paris Fashion Week. If that's for what that says,
1: I wonder why. I don't yeah, know why. must have got lost in the mail.
0: Yeah, I guess I've already done one uh, shout out for Stephanie Sue. So how about one for Paris Fashion? Week? <laughs> I don't know why that's so funny.
1: I'm going to be putting a lot of pictures on the screen right now just of her at all of oh. her shoots and stuff okay. because she looks amazing. She's so cool. One thing that just kept growing and growing as I was researching this case was my love for this girl. Oh, like okay. She's so cool. So this is one of my favorite looks that she did.
0: I'm kind of excited to see this.
1: They kept calling her a fashion icon. And at first I was like, fashion icon? Like, that's such a cringy word to say. <laughs> no, she is a fashion icon. Look at this look. She's literally so cool she's wearing like leg warmer boots like i don't even know a chanel little dress thing and like she is so cool i want to be look at her bag look at that bag it's literally (laughs) like it looks like a perfume bottle it does the things she's involved in designing are so sick there's so many pictures of her with animals in nature like doing arts and painting and drawing like she was really she just seemed really talented Still
0: living a life.
1: Yeah. I'm probably going to cut this out. Okay. But there is this one picture that I found on her Instagram and look how she's sitting. I'm literally, in oh, the, Okay. That's I'm the only sit, sit. person that I know who sits like that. No, I'll put you, it up you, on the screen. Please do.
0: You must keep that in because I have, I've literally talked to your mom about how do you do that? Because I think I would pop every leg and <laughs> tendon in my body yeah. on, on a hard chair. No
1: less mm-hmm. needs of skill. <laughs> Now, last February 14th, in the middle March. of March right now. So oh, so not
0: last, like last year, but this year, February 14th. Yes. Valentine's Day.
1: Valentine's Day. Just a few weeks ago, wow. she posted her last Instagram post. Oh. And it was a repost of her on the cover of La Officielle magazine. Of I don't fa- know. One of my favorites. <laughs> it's been featured there many times. And they titled her, one of the most sought out influencers in the industry. Wow. So her career was booming. Really she was, was getting bigger and bigger every day.
0: And she, So she was 28. And yeah. Okay.
1: Only 28 years old.
0: There's a uh, theory. Some believe in psychology around 27 is when you start really taking off in life. Athletes are at their prime at 27. So I wonder if that's an influencer thing as well. So hmm. she's, she's in her prime.
1: Little did anyone know she would disappear just like 10 days after that. Wow. So first I'm going to take you to the crime scene before we really get into it. Okay. So this was February 24th. Police finally get enough information to go investigate. Abby's been missing for three days at this point. Oh, okay. So police go to investigate this creepy apartment on the bottom of three floors in Lung Mei Tsuen, a seaside village in Hong Kong.
0: Seaside. So I'm sure it was pretty nice. I would imagine.
1: Yes, it was nice. It was like a very public, really popular area. Yeah. And immediately as the police pulled up, they knew that something was wrong because the house was so creepy. Okay. There were long black tarps covering all of the windows Uh and all of the entrances. Okay. Neighbors also had been sussed out for weeks before this. I know
0: what that means. They were suspicious.
1: (laughs) The neighbors said that they'd never seen anyone spend the night at this house, but they just Mm -hmm. kept seeing people kind of show up and leave. And they saw this old man who was just like chain smoking on the side. Okay. He looked stressed out, but nobody knew who he was at this point. Mm. So the police open the door and the floors are covered in plastic.
0: That's not good. <laughs> I mean, unless they're painting the ceiling.
1: The ceiling was not being painted, I can confirm. Okay. The house was completely empty.
0: So no furniture, no anything like that?
1: Zero furniture.
0: Okay, now this is really creepy.
1: As they walk deeper into the apartment, they are faced with what one article describes as a human butcher shop. Oh. Oh. Upon further investigation, police found Abby's remains not only in the fridge, but also cooked into two pots of soup. Oh, wow. With carrots and radishes. I don't even know what to say. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. There's nothing to say. Now, who would want to do this to such a kind, good-hearted mother of four? What if I told you that it was not only the father of her own two children, but his entire family? Oh. And not only that, but what if I told you this entire family... Was living under the roof of a luxury apartment that Abby bought them herself.
0: Okay, I don't. I was already kind of stumped a few minutes ago, but I don't even know what to say to that. Yeah, I mean, they couldn't. Yeah,
1: yeah it's insane. All yeah. right,
0: it, it really is. They bought. She bought them the place they're living in. Yes. And then they not only murder her, right? but, and it was a month ago.
1: I feel like the best way to understand this case is to start with Abby's ex-in-laws, the Kwong family. Okay. They are shady as fuck, let me tell you. Okay. But just laying it out first so you can kind of like get a feel for- like a family tree here. almost? Yeah, a little family tree okay. moment. So first we have Kwong Kwao. He is the father-in-law, okay. the ex-father-in-law of Abby, and he's married to Jenny Lee. Okay they have two sons together. Okay. The oldest one's name is Anthony Kwong and Alex Kwong. And this is going to be Abby's ex-husband. Okay. I feel like to really understand this, we have to start the way at the top Mm -hmm. with Kwon Kwao. So let's get into that. Now, this is her ex-father-in-law.
0: Ex-husband's So dad.
1: Yes. This is all the way back in the early 2000s. He was a former police sergeant in the Hong Kong police department. And at this point, they were doing pretty well for their family, I believe. He loved this job. Okay, He was obsessed with this job. It was his entire identity. He was good at it at first. Hmm. You could say Good. Yeah. If that's the right word. He was awarded the Hong Kong Police Long Service Medal in 2001. Okay. I think he even got another medal at some point, too. He was confident. He loved being a police officer. He loved the authority. And most of all, he loved the power. Mm. And like
0: there's a little foreshadowing, maybe?
1: Yes, definitely. It's
0: crazy, though. And I like the way that you laid it out because now my brain is going a million miles an hour of the whole family is involved. And now we're talking about a decorated police officer.
1: Mm -hmm. Everything's going fine for Kwon Kwao until 2005 when a woman walks into the police station, a victim of a crime. She's in distress, obviously. He took a liking to her immediately and he felt connected to her for some reason, for whatever reason. And he was listening to her and really like making her feel like he cared and like he cared about the case and getting her justice. Yeah. She actually felt very appreciative of this. I bet
0: she felt safe. I would imagine. Heard, seen. Okay. Mm -hmm which is so important in a situation like that.
1: He's calling her Outside of the investigation at this point and stuff Mm. And she still thinks it's just for the investigation
0: Like he's that good of a police officer
1: She goes home that night And she goes to sleep, finally thinks that someone's Listening to her case, everything's going great And then she wakes up to a loud Knocking on her door at like 5 or 6 In the morning, Mm. which first of all Why are you knocking on my door at 5 or 6 in the morning? uh, She does answer the door though because it's Police officer Quang Kwao, And already the power imbalance there Of course she's going to answer the door, right? So she lets him in, he says it's for the investigation investigation or whatever, and he allegedly rapes her. Oh, oh man. In her own home. Okay. So I have to say allegedly because he resigned immediately after this. Uh Uh-huh.
0: So that there wouldn't be uh, an investigation charges were dropped. They were okay. Exactly. And again, allegedly, hypothetically, there could have been a deal made or you quit and we let this thing go or who knows? Yeah.
1: Who knows? But it's, pretty suspicious that as somebody who was so in love with this job, yeah. it was his entire yeah. identity yeah. for him to resign immediately after. I don't know. It's just kind of suspicious to me.
0: So alleged, but it seems a little fishy. Yeah.
1: Very fishy. This was all the way in 2005. She had nothing to gain from condemning a police officer oh, as a woman. I don't see what she would have gotten out of that. And just the fact that he didn't even try to defend it mm-hmm. when this job was his entire life is very suspicious oh, yeah. to me.
0: So then all of a sudden he just quits.
1: Yeah. He okay. quits the one thing that gave him like character
0: again, alleged, but I can only imagine. What do you say that? Yeah. I just ran over there at five in the morning.
1: Yeah, exactly. So give her an
0: update. Like you know? what update? Yeah. They and couldn't it's have like, waited.
1: If he had one then he would have had a defense yeah. it just doesn't make sense
0: the abuse of power by the way I oh my gosh I mean because that that stuff when somebody's that vulnerable and open and then you trust and you feel heard and understood and because in my world of therapy you get these things where people make claims against therapists and you get a monthly update and every therapist I think will go check out what the accusations are and they're almost always someone ended up having an affair or sex with their client. Wow, And they lose their license. They get fined because it's like, here's this person that is opening up and vulnerable and trusting you. And then here's this therapist that's saying, I feel a connection. You know, that's right. The
1: power imbalance. Yeah. The
0: power imbalance is bad.
1: Is crazy. Like, and just like to re-traumatize this girl who's that's, already been through something so traumatizing no, that's, that's, to that's make so. her feel safe. Yeah. And then to take advantage of that. Like. Yeah. It's absolutely repulsive. I just, I couldn't even believe that. No,
0: that one's, that is bad.
1: He resigns, the charges are dropped, and he basically just never tries to get a job again. His life kind of just plateaus from there. He doesn't want a job. He doesn't try to get one. According to all the online records, Uh it seems that he just felt as though he was entitled to the world, but he didn't have to work for it. I feel like there has to be some form of narcissism that runs through the Kwong family because they think they are gods. And it's like, bro, what? You literally assaulted someone.
0: Wait, let's jump into the old therapy world because I work with, you know, this the big population of uh, narcissistic personality disorder, people that struggle with that. And there's a concept called confabulation, which is the narcissist is creating a new narrative of what really happened in real time so that it couldn't have been them. Mm -hmm. So that's where I feel like, you know, somebody might resign, but it isn't because they did anything wrong. It's because they are the ones people don't understand. Them they go victim status. Mm-hmm. Y- you know, yeah. yeah of they, course, yeah. he
1: wouldn't fight it because no. he knew that he would be wrong deep yeah. down. And
0: then so why would he try to get a job when now he thinks everybody's against them And you know, what's he gonna do? And it's just a way for that person to still justify their behavior.
1: So four years of unemployment pass on his part, and then he becomes essentially Abby Choi's sugar baby. Hmm. Let me explain. Okay. In. 2009, Abby Choi meets Alex Kwong. So this, she's
0: about 15 then at this yes. point? Yes. Okay.
1: She's 15 years old. He's also 15. Okay. And Alex Kwong is Kwong Kwao's son, okay. as we know. We can assume that Kwong Kwong Qua was pretty excited when they met. Because Abby Choi was from a very, very wealthy family. Of course, we don't know like all the details and facts about that, but with what ends up happening, yeah, suspicious on his part and on Alex Kwong's part. So they stay together for three years and then they get married at age 18. Ooh, that's young. Mm-hmm. And then they pop out a baby within the same year when they were only 18 years old. Uh, so very, kids. very young marriage. Yeah. Um, never do that, anybody. Don't get married at eighteen. Do you know
0: what how old your mom and I were? Oh what? <laughs> she was nineteen. How dare
1: you? <laughs> Hope she wasn't a child. Yeah, well, no. where are you going with it? I was twenty, Sid. Twenty. Did you know that? No, I didn't actually. Yeah.
0: No, we were we
1: thought. <laughs> Wait, really? Yeah. I just said in. I thought you were like twenty four, honestly. No. no. Wow. I
0: was twenty. She was nineteen. I had a no, I say full head of hair. I had as much hair as I had ever had in my entire life, mm-hmm. and but we really did think we were old.
1: Okay, I, no, I got it. If you're balding, marry young. Okay,
0: honestly, that is uh, the more you know, <laughs> <laughs> because she she was like I caught her on my way down and her way up.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so you guys old. met in the middle, but then it was just yeah, you were winning <laughs> talk about
0: power balance. Yeah, no, that was probably one of the the greatest timing I've ever had in my entire life. That and the first Black Friday where I ever got like a Nintendo when we went to Walmart like at two in the morning. Those two things are are some of the greatest timing that I've ever had in my entire life.
1: You did not just relate your marriage to... Let me call mom. Let's see what she has to say.
0: Do you know how old I am right now? Ooh. 70? Okay. What? They have seventy. But yeah, so they got married at eighteen though. I mean that is. That's really really young.
1: He was really excited because Abby Choi's parents, they were very wealthy, and Abby was also wealthy herself. She ended up having a net worth of $100 $100 million, doll- not dollars. That's in, the, hon- that's oh, in Hong the Hong Kong dollars. Hong Kong dollars. Okay. Yeah. A
0: hundred million. This is one of those things where that's either going to be $19 and 47 cents or it's still a significant.
1: <laughs> like she had a whopping a hundred dollars right. in her bank. No, $12.7 million. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. Now let's talk about Alex. This guy was a douche bag. Okay. He's a Serial scammer.
0: Diagnosis?
1: Very much. That is a diagnosis. Okay. He's been wanted by Hong Kong officials since 2015 because he was involved in a gold scam. Uh He ended up scamming people of almost a million US dollars. Oh, wow. Yeah. So he would find people online and he would convince them that he was this huge gold investor. He knew Mm. what he was doing. He'd get them to invest Uh hundreds of thousands of dollars sometimes. Yeah. And then he would steal their money and ghost them, uh-huh. essentially.
0: Okay. Said I've worked with people that have been scammed, romance scammed, financial scams.
1: Really? Yeah. And
0: and it's so sad because a, a scammer has no morals, no morality. And so they just don't care at all. And they will do anything. I mean, now that's when you're starting to border on things like sociopath or psychopathology, where people, not just emotionally immature, narcissistic, but zero empathy or care for others.
1: Which what creates that? What creates someone to be born without Morals, how do you not?
0: It's interesting, it's a great question. So, I work with a lot of narcissistic personality disorder, and that's more of a really extreme emotional immaturity. So, they can't sit with any discomfort. You know, they never saw healthy relationships modeled in their childhood. And so, things like gaslighting is basically this childhood defense mechanism because they felt like if they were a kid and they got in trouble, then they may die. So, they just Mm -hmm. from from the word go, they grew up and it couldn't have been them. So, they get good at saying, I didn't do it, it was you. You know, so that's its own thing. But when you look at sociopaths and psychopaths, now we're talking about some things happening in the brain. So there's areas of the brain that literally never get blood flow. So that there's the part that parts about empathy and things like that, that just nothing's happening there. Mm -hmm. So those are people that just literally don't fear or care. And a sociopath learns to act within the world and appear that they are okay, but sometimes they truly just don't understand. But then a psychopath is one that has no fear of getting caught, has no fear of punishment, and so they just will do whatever.
1: It makes sense that the only relationship that he had to look at was exactly his father, who wasn't even trying to get a job. I'm sure he was scamming too, honestly. I mean, I don't want to say that, right. but it, he, he definitely didn't have a great father figure in yeah, any way.
0: Right In my line of work, you're not making an excuse for the crime, but sometimes you can say, okay, that person, they had no chance, in a sense.
1: Yeah, I just... It's so hard for me to believe that because there's so many people involved. And it's like, yeah. how did not one of you know at one point ever just question this for a second? Yeah. The motive itself is just disgusting. It's like you're biting the hand that feeds you. Absolutely. Yeah. You're cutting off the hand that feeds you. Like, yeah. it's insane. It just... Oh, that is. Sick. Well,
0: Maybe as we get along through this, we'll talk sometime about narcissistic family systems. And that's where the whole family system operates around. In essence, this king narcissist. And then if anybody even tries to disagree, then it's like the whole unit is against them. And over time, then the person that maybe feels like they would want to get out of that environment. I mean, they have to basically cut off all ties and that can be really difficult too. But you're right though. If that many people are involved.
1: Yeah. Cut off know. all ties or go to jail. Yeah. Like, yeah, that's why I just, I kind of have to believe that there's some narcissism or something. I'm sure there's like probably more than that. There's probably like emotional manipulation and stuff like that too, but it just seems like they had to have big ass heads and I don't know where they were coming from. Yeah.
0: So he was a scammer and then he would find people online, take their money and just no, no regard for what.
1: Zero regard. Yeah. Yeah. It reminds me a lot of Andrew Tate actually. I don't know if you're familiar with that. He had like this program called hustlers university where like he would basically just teach people how to scam. So crazy. And
0: I heard a little bit about him, but I don't, I almost going to say, thankfully I don't necessarily work with the population that are eager to hear about him, but I would talk to people whose kids were getting involved with Andrew Tate. Yeah.
1: Disgusting. Yeah. It turns out he was like a sex trafficker and stuff. Yeah. So yeah, kind of these, they run in the same lane. I'm just going to say it. (laughs) He was actually sued for more than $1.6 million. I'm assuming it was Hong Kong dollars. It wasn't specified. He was also recently charged again for I think seven more counts of theft. He stole 39 necklaces, 32 bracelets. Wow. There's more. I have a list. Let (laughs) me pull out my list. 102 gold grains, six pendants, 10 tails of gold and 13 gold bars.
0: And a partridge in a pear tree. I'm sorry, Sid.
1: There you
0: go. I mean, that just shows that this is that's the air he breathed. Yeah. Was, what, who can I manipulate? What can I steal? Who can I scam?
1: I also don't think he ever had a real job. If he oh, did, imagine it didn't that. stick. I can assume that Abby didn't know about this kind of stuff at that point. They were mm. also still pretty young. They stay together. And after two years in 2014, they have another baby. Wow. So two kids now. Then in 2015, I believe it oh. was three years after they were married. There okay. wasn't an exact date. They get divorced.
0: Oh, I wonder, man, I wish I wonder how she got out of that. I mean, I'm grateful she. That's so sad.
1: It's so sad. I didn't even think about that. Like she tried to get out of. I know. It.
0: That's why I want to say, man, I work with so many people that are in those kind of relationships, and then they get out, and then it's like just liberating and free. Yeah.
1: But she had two kids with him, yeah. so I think that's yeah. part of the reason why she felt obligated to continue to support him, and it just sucks because he took that. And he just took advantage of her. Okay,
0: I just had the aha where you said when we were setting up the crime scene that, yeah. So then she was taking care of, that was probably the house that she had bought them.
1: Oh yeah. We'll get into the house too. I still, when you hear the price, I just can't even believe. So yeah, they get divorced. We don't know exactly why. We can assume why. Oh, I think, yeah. Skip forward to 2016. Abby gets unofficially remarried. She reconnects with this guy and they met each other when they were 10 years old. Oh, wow. They were like best friends in grade school and then they reconnect. They fall in love. His name was Tam Chuck Kwan. Okay. And he was the son of the founder of Yunnan Rice Noodles. I don't oh, know exactly. Oh, I like a
0: good rice noodle, Sid.
1: Yeah, they're super popular. Okay.
0: 10 years old, they met when they were 10. Mm-hmm. Is there somebody in your past that was 10 that you would think would. Be-
1: no. <laughs> okay. Next question. <laughs> he came from a wealthy and famous background as well. They had that in common. Not that you need that in common. Right. And not that Abby cared about that, which right. is another thing. She did not care about having that high title because she, she married Alex Kwong, which yeah. no offense, full offense. He yeah. was not high up there on no. the pyramid. They stay together and they have two more kids. Uh, okay. a- another boy and another girl. Now in 2019, this is the year that Abby bought her ex-in-laws that house that we were talking about. Wow. So she buys her exes a nine point three million dollar four bedroom Whoa. luxury apartment. Which like apartment. It's like a house, yeah. basically. Yeah.
0: And then we talked earlier, so seaside town.
1: Nice. No, this is a different oh, place. Oh, gotcha. This was in a place called Kadori Hill. It was a really nice neighborhood. Wow. A very, like, highly prestiged, if that's... Prestigious? prestigious. Yeah. yeah. Not even prestigious <laughs> enough to know that word, but... <laughs> $9.3 um,
0: million, dollars though. Yes,
1: $9.3 million. And you could argue that it's because two of her kids were going to temporarily live there. Yeah. Because they were sharing custody, but...
0: That's still incredible, though. Generosity.
1: She didn't have to find a place for his parents, either. No. Like, she just she didn't have that big of an obligation to them. And you can tell that she just was so giving.
0: I can only imagine because I work with this type of population and I imagine that Alex just made her life just a living hell of, you know, with the the kid drop off and, oh, you think you're making all this money. And again, all alleged. I don't know that, but just my experience is It's not like things are peaceful after somebody separates from somebody that's narcissistic.
1: It kind of seems like all the effort is one-sided. Yes, absolutely. She bought the apartment. She was probably expecting that at that point he would maybe pick up some slack and get a job. Yeah. But no, they just, they took all the gifts and they were like, yep. Mm Mm-hmm sugar mommy me abby like it just doesn't make any sense they're living in this 9.3 million dollar luxury apartment that abby bought them so tam chuck kwan and abby they start a family together they have two more kids Mm -hmm. abby's career is just taking off every day she's just getting bigger and bigger still supporting her exes
0: which i think you made a good point she's trying to be nice because there's two kids there
1: Yeah, but two kids doesn't require a $9.3 million house, to be fair, also. No, it really doesn't.
0: No, I really feel like there's had to have been an incredible amount of manipulation still going on, because we've already identified that Alex is a scammer.
1: Now, let's move on to 2022, which is so weird to say. Literally last year. Abby is continuing to support her exes, and they are all seemingly still unemployed. Apparently, Abby... The ex family and her new family would all get along really well from the outside, which again just like makes this so crazy. It seemed so normal from the outside. Yeah. They would vacation together. They would go to dinners. Again, like you said, what was going on behind closed doors, but on the outside, it just seemed like they were very healthy.
0: And it's so wild because I work with this population and there's a face you put out to the public. And a lot of times that is to cover up the manipulation or the immaturity that's going on behind closed doors. Mm -hmm. But who knows?
1: Now let's introduce one more character to the story. This is Alex Kwong's older brother, Anthony Kwong. Okay. Anthony Kwong and Abby actually seemed really close on social media. So it's like, you never really know, but I think it was very, very recent. He literally posted a selfie with her that said like, sis, this is my sis. And he didn't even use that as an alibi. He actually just posted that. He ends up being the last person seen with Abby on CCTV footage. Oh, wow. Let's get into Anthony Kwong. Okay. He, like his entire family, could not keep a job. I guess at one point, Abby actually loaned him a million dollars. I'm assuming it was in Hong Kong dollars. Okay. A
0: million of anything.
1: Exactly. One million dollars of something yeah. <laughs> to start an egg waffle business.
0: I like a good one. Wa- I just literally ate a waffle at a break. You
1: did. I did.
0: A strawberry, uh, What whatever those are called, waffles.
1: Well, you would not be eating one from Anthony Wong's waffle shop because it failed pretty much immediately. Oh, okay. Yeah. okay. It fails. And this one article I read said that literally all... All Abby had to say to that, to the entire failing business, losing a million dollars was, it doesn't matter.
0: Oh, she's nice.
1: <laughs> Soon after that, and apparently this was Alex Kwong's idea, Abby literally hires Anthony Kwong as her full-time driver. Wow. And she pays him well over what the regular salary for a driver would be. Okay. She's not only supporting her ex-husband, his children, the his father parents, and, yep. and there was a mother too. We'll, we'll oh, get into her. Jenny. Okay. Jenny, you're not safe. Not only that, but she also was fully paying the salary of Anthony Kwong and she helped him to buy his own house.
0: Oh, in addition to the $9.3 million. Okay.
1: Yes. And one of the things that I also find very messed up is because Anthony was her driver, it's safe to assume that she trusted him a lot with her children, with her life. Like I just, I can't even begin to like describe How that makes me feel.
0: Uh, Could you see yourself paying for your ex's stuff?
1: No, I wouldn't pay for my ex to live in a cardboard box. Okay.
0: And those are pretty cheap.
1: No, no. Like I just, I can't, I can't even get in that mindset. And that's why I respect her a lot. So moving on 2022, Abby decides that she wants to sell the $9.3 million okay. apartment.
0: It's about time. I'm so, sure they said, Hey, no problem. We'll get our stuff and leave. Exactly. Right.
1: And the story ends. Oh gosh. No, we don't know exactly why Abby wanted to sell the house, but we don't need to. No, it really was don't. her house. Yeah. But Kwong was not okay with this decision at all. It really just doesn't make sense because Abby it wasn't like she was just kicking them out onto the street, okay? okay? She fully planned to relocate them. She was going to she yeah. was probably going to buy them another million dollar I would mansion. Say, yeah, yeah,
0: maybe downsize a little bit,
1: right? Literally. She was obviously not going to kick them out onto the streets. It was her own children we're talking about, you know. Yeah. But Kwong was not okay with this. He felt entitled to this house for some reason. Oh. It's important to add that the house was written under Quang Kwao's name.
0: Oh, I'm sure he talked her into that. I'm just, I know that I don't know that, but...
1: Well, I, not not really. Okay. So Abby did that to save money on stamps or something. She actually ended up saving like a million dollars. Okay. He took that as it was his house for some reason, which is ridiculous because Abby paid, paid for, for it, it in full. Man. He did not make a single payment. Okay. And we don't know all the details here, but it's clear that there was some kind of argument. There is an like alleged comment or something that one of Abby's close friends said that Kwang Kwa told Abby that if she sold the house, he was going to kill her. Okay. I, I can't find this quote exactly. I don't even need this quote to speculate right. that the motive, right? Yeah. Absolutely insane. I 65-year-old man, this girl pays your rent. Like, yeah. check yourself. <laughs> we know that Abby went and actually talked to a lawyer about this. Right. And the lawyer let her know that as long as she could prove that she bought the house herself, she could also sell it. So it seemed like everything was going to work out fine. One report says that apparently people came in to view the house while the Kwongs were still living in it. It's like... Who, who, that's how you sell a house. Yeah. I don't know. That, oh, that part sure they, didn't even, yeah. I don't care. It doesn't warrant killing someone. No. I wonder if Kwong was scared that this was Abby, like beginning to cut them uh, off.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So like starting to push them out yeah. and gonna maybe make them have to take care of themselves.
1: Mm-hmm. And yeah. I feel like he was, yeah, maybe starting to catch onto okay. that and he freaked out. Yeah. But, yeah, because
0: it's wild to think that at some point someone started plotting.
1: Regardless, there has like there has to be more information. Yeah, but it's thought that this altercation is what sparked a fire in Kwao, oh, okay. and he began his meticulous plan to end Abby Choi. Oh, wow. What would the motive be, right?
0: Fighting the money hand that feeds right?
1: you. It doesn't, yeah, but it doesn't really make sense in this case, gotcha. right? Because yeah, yeah. why would they kill the person that's literally yes. paying for them to live? Yeah. So if Abby died, how it works in the system is her inheritance would be split amongst her four different oh, children. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. So because two of those children were Alex Kwong's children, half of the inheritance would go to Alex Kwong uh-huh. because the kids weren't old enough yet. I mean,
0: at that point they'd be ten and eight.
1: Yeah, I okay. think that's it exactly. Yeah. Fast math. Thank you. It seems as though they killed Abby Choi for half of her inheritance. Yeah. Which is just like, get a job, dude. I can't.
0: At that point, how long it had been since they actually had a job? The dad, 2005, and Alex maybe never?
1: Yeah, Yeah. It's been years and years and years. This is 2022. His solution was not to go find a means of working. It was to literally kill the person whose house he's been living in for 10 years at this point. Yeah. Wow. Maybe not 10, almost 10 years. Yeah. yeah. God. Now we move on to the timeline of the murder. February 21st, 2023. Abby is supposed to pick up her daughter from school and nobody comes to pick up her daughter. So obviously this is so out of character for her. She's, a mother of four, she values her children so much. She is always there to pick them up. Which
0: is kind of impressive with all that she has going on as an influencer, a fashion model, or charity and her foundations, but she's there to pick up her kids.
1: The school calls Abby's husband. Abby's husband is trying to get to Abby. She's completely radio silent. The family thought that it might have to do with a ransom or something. Oh,
0: like a kidnapping. Yeah. Yeah.
1: They were waiting for some kind of call like we have your daughter. Yeah,
0: I drop off this money and meet us here. Yeah, and
1: obviously they were like ready to pay absolutely anything for her. They had no idea that it was It was the own people around her. Nobody calls and they put out a missing persons report. The next day, February 22nd, police start investigating immediately. Their first suspect being the Kwong family. Now, they weren't even really suspects yet at this point. But, you know, ex-husband, Anthony Kwong was Abby's driver. Immediately, the Kwongs are trying to mislead and confuse the cops. Stephanie Su called it like they're playing Tai Chi with them. There was something fishy about it and the police caught on to it immediately
0: and, and know that the police this is what they do for a living and they know what seems like this isn't the way people normally act
1: i don't i don't think the kongs knew how to act at all no. because alex kwang has the audacity to call abby Choi's mother and say why didn't you warn me that the police were coming why didn't you tell me about abby first like
0: hmm what that's not the normal way one would hand, not that there is a normal, but I mean, there is in a sense, maybe I'm going to call mom and say, I am so sorry. This is so sad. Not, Hey, why didn't you give me a heads up?
1: Yeah. Ex- and it's like, crazy. The
0: see that stuff's crazy.
1: Like, yeah, it, I genuinely cannot even understand how your brain connects those to be like, Oh, the police just got mad at me. Oh, I'm gonna go scream at her right. mother. Yeah. Like that makes no sense. Are she, you? She's idiot? messing up their plan, though. So at this point, the police knew that the Kwongs weren't going to cooperate. Yeah. So they just went in instead. After checking CCTV footage, they saw that Anthony Kwong was actually the very last person to be seen with Abby.
0: And he, we've identified he was her chauffeur.
1: Yes. They go into the vehicle's GPS tracking or whatever. They can do that, I guess.
0: Have you ever heard of a black box in an airplane? Nope. Okay. It's like if the airplane crashes, you can get a lot of data from it. Cars actually have a similar thing where you can go in and you can find out. It will tell you everything from hard stops, how fast you went, directions you went. So they can go in and basically find out where the car went.
1: Wow. Isn't that a trip? They actually found that on the day of Abby's disappearance, Anthony's car, which was actually Abby's car, might right, I add. Right. A seven seater th- big car had driven not to pick up Abby's daughter to an apartment in Long Maitswen.
0: Oh and this is what we talked about at the beginning.
1: Exactly. This so, okay, is so, the murder house.
0: Okay, so the I was confused. The apartment that now they know the car had driven to in the Seaside Village was not the $9 million house that she had purchased. No, that no. That she was starting to say, hey, I think we might need to sell, which is what we were starting to think. Oh, that's why Kwong was getting upset. Maybe that was where they started plotting things. And so then they go and rent this place.
1: A uh, new house. Okay.
0: Which oh, already- thank you GPS in a sense. Yeah, right? yeah.
1: Wow. Which already just doesn't make sense at all because why, why do they need another house? Right. Oh, are yeah. they screaming crying about how they don't have a house? Who rented this house? Yep, yep.
0: And don't kick us out of the other house. They have a $9 million house meanwhile, but now the GPS records show this place.
1: The cops drive straight to this apartment and wow. As we mm. described before, it's creepy, okay? It's covered in black tarps. They can't go inside yet. They don't have a search warrant. They can see from the outside, something is going on in there. They're talking to all of the neighbors. Mm-hmm. I believe they did a door-to-door interview with everyone in the village. They were getting all the different surveillance footages from the houses and all the dash cameras on the cars. Like, yeah. every- It is weird to think there are cameras kind of everywhere, everywhere.
0: now. From the ring cams, the dash cams, the CCTV to the GPS, to the, what were the Kwongs thinking? The idiots. Yeah.
1: And that's where I'm like, were they, really? they thought they were on top of the world. Right. And it's like, you are just. But that's
0: know. a, that's a narcissist for you though. They are above the law and they will get away with it in their mind because they have up until that point, whatever it is, 32 necklaces, 64 gold ch- oh, whatever gosh. those things yeah. are. Yeah. The dad cop not being acquitted for the alleged rape of that person that had entrusted him. So at this point, they're getting away with, we've got us a $9 million house, everything.
1: After interviewing all of the neighbors, they were able to get enough footage, basically of them seeing Anthony. And
0: they're, they're gonna see the Kwongs everywhere. Yeah, all oh, around. Everywhere. Yes.
1: And neighbors had been very suspicious at mm-hmm. this point. They had a lot to say. They kept seeing someone show up to that house, but no one was ever spending the night. Okay. They saw some guy, I think we talked about this earlier, like chain smoking yes. outside of yeah. it, never would smile at anyone, never would say hi to anyone. They finally got enough information to get a search warrant. Okay. And immediately they go inside, and it's just an absolute horror scene. There's plastic all over the floors. It's completely empty. No furniture. No furniture. I think there was like maybe like two pieces of furniture, but everything else was empty. The bedrooms were completely empty. So there's um, only
0: one reason why they rented this place.
1: Exactly. It was not lived in. No. At all. Wow. As they go deeper into the house, it just gets worse and worse. There was a meat slicer, an electric saw. Oh, um, A hammer, face shields, black raincoats. Oh. It was so obvious it's at
0: so this point. So bra- premeditated, everything.
1: And what really sold the police was a detail that we'll get into next. Okay. And that was Abby's purple handbag. Sitting in the house. Now, this was the last handbag that Abby was seen wearing on that CCTV footage when she was getting into Anthony's car.
0: Oh, okay.
1: Yes. So now that the police have all of this information, let's go over what they think happened the day of Abby's disappearance. Okay. So back to the twenty first of February, the day that Abby disappeared, she was waiting. At her house in Kadori Hill for Anthony to pick her up to go get her daughter. Oh. So Anthony comes and he picks her up. Everything seems normal at that point from what we know. And of course, these aren't facts. Okay. This is just what the police have interpreted yeah. from... Because there hasn't been a trial or
0: anything like that yet. No, the
1: trial has been adjourned until May.
0: So Anthony picks up Abby.
1: Yeah. So she had a camera like right outside of her house so they could see her fully. She was wearing all white, white shirt, white pants, white shoes, which clean. You're a mother of four and you can wear all white. (laughs) So great. And this purple bag. And that was what ended up solidifying that they knew it was Abby at the crime scene.
0: Okay. Anthony leaves. They've got that footage. They were able to pull the GPS data from the car and see that he went Right to that town, ta- oh, that seaside town in exactly. the apartment. Okay.
1: More specifically, what they think happened is Abby gets into the car with Anthony and they believe she might have gotten into the back seat As her and Anthony are driving, they were approaching this tunnel called the Lion Rock Tunnel that goes into the mountains north of downtown Hong Kong. Anthony suddenly starts to slow down oh. and stop the car. So at this point, I can't even imagine what's going through Abby's head.
0: Because I'm sure, I guess I don't know the route, but she probably knows at this point we're not going to pick up.
1: Yeah. Oh, that's
0: sad. Scary.
1: He pulls over and he stops the car. I don't know if there was conversation, if there was arguments. Can we also just talk about how this is Anthony Kwong, her own personal driver. Like she trusts this man. Like this is essentially like a... Kind of like a bodyguard, almost. She trusts him with her life and he's betraying it. The car slowly comes to a stop and the police believe in comes Abby's ex-husband, Alex Kwong.
0: But she was terrified.
1: Now, nobody knows exactly what happened Mm. after this point. Okay. But it's guessed that there was some kind of altercation that happened in the car where Abby was either knocked out or maybe killed right then. Yeah. I just, I cannot even imagine how terrifying that whole situation would have been for her. Mm -hmm. It's, it's just, she was literally going to see her daughter, the, like the most important thing to her. And
0: that's something that just, it it freaks me out and just breaks my heart at the same time, whenever people are going to meet their end. and, And that's where, boy, you just, not that you want anything to happen, but that I hope that it, they just didn't drag things out. Yeah,
1: me too. Yeah. The police are still investigating. It's February 23rd now, two days after her disappearance, more than 150. Okay, I'm the first person to talk crap about the police system and all of that, Mm. but uh, they've got it down in Hong Kong. I mean, I don't know anything, but I don't know anything about anything. And this probably was like a really high profile case and stuff, but they sent more than 150 detectives. Wow. From the Kowloon West Regional Crime Unit, they were all tasked with investigating this disappearance. Wow. Hundred and fifty.
0: That's a lot of people in the case.
1: So as they enter the house, like we said before, the floor is completely covered in plastic, the walls are covered in drapes. It's already so terrifying. Mm. I can't imagine like those police officers could not have been expecting what they were about to see. No they found two giant pots of soup, which upon further investigation, they found to be Abby's remains and Abby's head. After investigating and finding Abby's remains in the soup, and they also found, this is terrible, just warning, um, two of her legs in the fridge, they still couldn't find all of her remains, though. They did find that on the back right I think of her skull Uh was some kind of like some kind of marking or indentation of assaults. Uh So we don't know exactly what- hit her
0: in the back of the head at some point.
1: That's what police assumed could have happened maybe in the car car, to knock her out.
0: Before the tunnel.
1: But then, yeah, unfortunately, like nobody knows when she actually lost her life. And hopefully it was just hopefully right away in that car.
0: Honestly, Like but, we said before, though, how many people are in on this? They're part of this plan. And then they know that they're going to cook her and eat her.
1: And how did not one person I have know. something to say? Okay. So now let's get okay. into the arrests okay. because there are a lot oh, of them.
0: And don't you feel like at that point, Oh, they have everything they need.
1: Oh yeah. And they did February 24th Okay. in Hong Kong.
0: Wait, when's your birthday?
1: February 25th. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. Weird, right? Yeah, I was blacking out while this guy was getting arrested, is basically what happened asleep. But sure, yeah, okay. So, right away, February 24th, after investigating that terrible house, they go straight to the Kwongs to arrest the whole family. Okay, Anthony Kwong is arrested, Kwong Kwao is arrested, and their mother, Jenny Lee, is also arrested. Uh She was just arrested for destroying evidence oh. while the so other... So, she's t- in on it. Yeah. No. Yeah, they okay. are all in on it, yeah. which is so insane. Yeah. Anthony and Kwong Kwao Qua are obviously facing murder charges. Yeah. But Alex Kwang is nowhere to be found. Oh. Oh. Yeah.
0: And But we think that he's the one that had jumped into the car before the tunnel.
1: Yeah. No. And
0: Okay. So, where was he?
1: He's running for his life. La- he's yeah. scared. Like, oh my, this guy, he's such a little wimp. Like he'd
0: been running from the cops since, what was it, like 20, whatever, 15? 2015, For that gold scam?
1: Oh, yeah. He probably knew the second that he got arrested, they were going to be charging him with this, this, and they did. Thank God. Okay, Nobody can find Alex. Where is Alex?
0: I'm sure that Anthony and Quile and Ginny, nobody's going to tell.
1: Oh, yeah. Nobody's cooperating. February 25th, the very next day.
0: And your birthday, I might ask.
1: And my birthday, yeah. Mm. The police... Intercept him trying to escape on a speedboat. Oh, this is like a bad movie. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> okay. no. yeah But oh. he gets caught. Thank okay. God. Um, yeah, he's on a speedboat, wow. and he had like I think it was like eighty six thousand U.S. dollars, okay. and then he had like a ton of just luxury watches, just watches with him. Like,
0: so let me grab all my stuff while I go hit the go on the run in my speedboat.
1: Yeah, he he really thought he was like.
0: Freaking James Bond or something. That's, I didn't know if you would know that reference. It's a total James Bond move. You I just don't
1: know even that as know. a cultural who, reference. Yeah. Like, uh, oh. now that I say it, I don't really know, but I'm glad that it worked. It
0: is 100%. That's a, I immediately thought, yeah, that's a James Bond thing.
1: No, yeah, but that's not him at all. He's quite the opposite. Yeah. He's a shrimp little... Oh, my gosh. Okay, so the police intercept him. They okay. find him. They pull him off his speedboat or whatever. Yeah. And he has the audacity... Okay, maybe... This is real. But he literally tells them that his stomach hurts. He's well, like, did he my have tummy, tummy hurts. ache
0: Well, then they're probably going to let him go. I mean, if he had a bad tummy ache, I mean, then, you know, cut the guy some slack, right?
1: <laughs> like, Did he really think that <laughs> who, they were going to have sympathy for
0: him? I don't care if your tummy
1: hurts. Why do you think your tummy hurts, bro? Because yeah. you're a murderer. <laughs> Like it's so crazy. So you know, they, we're
0: probably gonna find out he because he, cause he uh, swallows some watches. So we can try to literally,
1: yeah, no, yeah, you know,
0: prison or whatever.
1: So they take him to the hospital for his tummy ache, and then thank God he doesn't slip away or anything. Okay. they yeah. keep him. He's arrested, okay. and yeah, he gets charged for so many. He gets charged for like seven different counts of theft uh-huh. that we went over earlier. Yeah. Like they're getting on him for everything, and obviously murder too. So at
0: okay. this point, we have Anthony. Quan Quao, Alex. We got Jenny, the mom.
1: Yes, all arrested. They also arrested this guy who was trying to help Alex escape on the boat. So I guess he was like a yacht guy.
0: A salty sea captain? (laughs) Yeah. Okay.
1: He was arrested. So up to five. And then now a sixth person is arrested. Okay. And you're like, who even could yeah. this be? So the police actually find out that Kwang Quao hadn't even been the one to rent out that apartment where they killed Abby. It was actually his mistress.
0: Wait, let me, uh, let me gather myself and uh, act surprised. With, wait, he was unfaithful?
1: <laughs> yeah. Who would have thought? No. Now, yeah.
0: Now that crosses the line.
1: This guy, like, he was a cheater, too. Yeah. Like, of of course he was a cheater,
0: Shocking. too. Shocking.
1: Shocking. Okay, yeah, so, we're, it
0: okay so I'm glad. So she rents the place. She's aiding and abetting. I don't even know I'm making that up. I've watched some Law & It sounded order. right. Yeah. Um, so we're up to six.
1: Yeah, so this lady, she was a masseuse, oh, and she helped him to rent out that house, which, unquote, you, can't, you can't rent out your own house. You can't even rent out the murder house either. Like how he can't do anything. No. Like So apparently his mistress had been not showing up to work and she was just telling everyone, she's like, yeah, I found like this nice rich old man who's taking care of me. Like,
0: Oh, boy. oh. so I wonder how long she'd been with him. And now she's arrested as accessory to murder.
1: Yeah. And oh. she thought that she had a sugar daddy. Yeah. Little did she know her sugar daddy was a sugar baby. Yeah. To 28 year old girl, like this, it's yeah. insane. So, yep, a sixth person is arrested at this point. It seemed like everything was kind of wrapping up, right? Nope, March 9th, another person is arrested.
0: So, we're talking 10 days ago, yeah, at the time of this recording. At okay. the time
1: of this recording, hopefully, I can edit back, yeah. This girl was i think she was a social media influencer also her name was irene and she helped alex um hide from the police basically seven different people arrested all for this one case Mm. how did no one yeah how did not one person say something like how did nobody think that this was not yeah. okay. And
0: not just even just a, and not like just a normal murder is okay. It's not. But the fact that they had this murder house and they had all the, the, the killing devices and then- So
1: premeditated.
0: Yeah. And then the, the where does the cooker and eat her?
1: Oh my gosh. And that part is so sick. Okay. It really is. I do, I do want to talk about that. So there is that creepy element of like, why did they have her yeah. in the soup? Yeah. What yeah. were they doing? Yeah. Yeah. I saw a couple articles written on this actually, and it was just the whole vibe of the article itself is creepy, but I guess it's like an actual problem air quotes around problem in Hong Kong because it's like, so it's so public. And so like, what is it? What's the word populated? Oh, I was
0: going to say like the population is so condensed and congested.
1: Basically it says the dismembering of limbs reflects the realities of life in Hong Kong. Simply put, It is much harder to hide a body in the tightly packed city home to tiny apartments in some of the world's most densely Mm. populated neighborhoods. I guess people think that this may have just been a way to get rid of her body. Yeah. But I don't know. I know.
0: I used to travel to Japan four times a year for a decade. So I went there so many times and we used to joke about try to find a garbage can anywhere because it's, so densely populated that people were so you just you recycled everything you were very good about not wasting and you just they're just really it's not like us where there's big dumpsters everywhere and you're just big garbage piles or because if you can't get i mean i see what you're saying the article it's an odd vibe but i'm looking at it right now as you're saying that in hong kong's subtropical humid climate the smell of the body very quickly captures attention and so why some murders might attempt to remove the smell by cooking dismembered parts So it's like, you can't just go put it out in the woods somewhere because it's, you're in the city, densely populated city.
1: Yeah, I guess. And I don't know. It's just, it's so interesting. I don't even know if interesting is the right word, Yeah. but it does seem like it was really hard for them to dispose Mm -hmm. of her body. I think they like attempted to take it to a cemetery. Basically they were like spreading her remains like all
0: over. Yeah. Looking over your notes now because I'm looking at this all fresh, but I'm seeing one thing that says the search for her torso and hands is still ongoing. Yeah. So, so I see what you mean. So that they were trying to get rid of pieces in different places, and then maybe it was cook the bigger parts. To it's it's just so crazy. So now we've got seven people arrested.
1: Yes, seven okay. people, and that is. Right now, who knows? This case is still, you know, yeah. like unfolding every day. So if we have to make an update, we will. Yeah,
0: yeah. Here's a real person that now has kids and they don't have a mom. And that just breaks my heart. And so...
1: Yeah, the kids are being kept with Abby's mom and Abby's family right now. Okay. Thankfully. So they're doing okay. But yeah, it's so sick and twisted. And like, how, how could you like rip somebody's family apart like that? And... Not even that, but in Alex Kwong's case, your own family. Yeah. You're you're putting this on your own two children, like the most traumatizing event you could probably ever go through on your own. I'm telling you,
0: though, as somebody works with the population of narcissism and personality disorders in general, I feel confident in saying that people in that position, the last thing they're thinking about is anybody, I mean, literally other than themselves, Mm -hmm. because I will have people where we're going to say, hey, you got to do what's right for the kids. And I know this is a completely separate thing, but then the narcissist is going to continually say, yeah, no, I want to do what's right for the kids. And then they feel like, okay, but now that I've said that, now, let me tell you how bad, you know, my ex-wife is, or let me tell you all the reasons why she shouldn't do this. Or, I mean, they still oh. cannot, they can't think of anyone other than themselves. Wow, They just can't. I mean, it's, it goes against like what it feels like to be them.
1: So looking at it, and again, we're not diagnosing, but right. I'm just curious, looking at this as if it was an abusive narcissistic yeah. relationship, because yeah. it could have been, we don't know, but it really could have been. Do you like have any advice? What would you tell people to do if you're in that situation? Oh, it's,
0: it's it's so crazy because the more you study the concept around what a trauma bond is, is that again, I would I would feel very confident calling Abby what I call pathologically kind, which means the kindness is who she is. I mean, that's just what it feels like to be Abby is kind. And then you've got somebody like Alex Kwong, and I'm going to say incredibly emotionally immature, you know, bordering on narcissistic or sociopathic or, or psychopathic type of personality. Again, I don't know him. I can't diagnose the public, You know anybody out in the public. But then that forms this concept called the human magnet syndrome, which means that the more that Abby tries to even speak up for herself or what she feels like is best for her, or for the kids, then she's basically handing Alex the playbook of the buttons to press to get her even more upset. So then when he wants his way, then he will just probably call her you oh you think you're better you think you make more money than me you think you're a better parent and then making her feel bad because she's kind so she's yeah. gonna want to say oh no 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 I I, I don't think that and, and I want what's best for all of us and so I think that's where Alex would have most likely manipulated her into the houses and the the cars and the making her hire his brother and so at some point the pathologically kind person they are gonna have to just do what they feel is right for them. And then know that is going to cause him to even push more buttons and more buttons. And that's the unfortunate part is for somebody like her to break away from a guy like this. It's going to be incredibly difficult because that's where he gets his fix. So if somebody's in a situation where they feel like every time they try to speak their own mind or do what's best for them or what they feel like is best for their kids and the other person makes them feel even worse, boy, they got to get help. You know? Yeah. Yeah.
1: And I hope it doesn't sound like I'm like saying this like Abby could have done anything no, different no. because she could like I'm just going over it again in my head and it's like she couldn't have she did everything she could no. she divorced him Yeah, and she was just caring for her kids yeah she tried to leave him and he they were just leeching off of her like no, literally I, I, leeching
0: and not trying her. to like plug anything but I've got a podcast called Waking Up the Narcissism that if somebody is in one of these emotionally abusive or narcissistic relationships it sounds like the patterns are just so consistent that if somebody goes and starts looking up, the concepts around gaslighting or they go listen to a podcast like mine or there's a lot of experts around narcissism. And when you start to listen to what we have to say, you will start to feel like, wow, this person was listening on our conversations or you know they were in my home because you hear the same things over and over. and that's where gaslighting comes from or you know that's where just when you try to get out of a situation where that person will just make you feel even worse until you finally say, no, no, it's okay. Cause you want to calm the situation down. Cause you're trying to protect your kids and, and yeah. it's just, yeah, it's just unfair.
1: One thing I saw that was interesting was a lot of people were actually relating Alex Kwong to Alex Murdaugh mm. in the Murdaugh case. And I haven't really done my like invest, like I haven't gone down that hole yet but do you see how that could be
0: yeah I mean it's a, a lot of that just feeling entitled or privileged and then a very manipulative not taking ownership or accountability of anything that is happening in their life and then really just I think so used to taking advantage of others that that's just the air they breathe it's kind of the feel I get
1: yeah and that that is a good way to put it it is really like scamming lying yeah cheating is the air that Alex and Plung other people breathes. kind of
0: covering up for the things that they do because in the murdoch case he was this person person that was just completely manipulative, changed the story any chance he had, even when he was testifying under oath and in the court case. And I can only imagine, I don't know what Hong Kong's justice system is like, but you get a narcissist on the stand and they can't, it's not like they can all of a sudden learn how to take ownership or accountability of things. So I would imagine it's going to play out very similar. So I don't know. I don't know if they do, if they publicize those court cases in Hong Kong.
1: I don't know. Oh, we should look. It would
0: be amazing to watch that. Yeah. I've had five or six court cases where I've I've been a part of that have had to do with someone with narcissistic personality disorder and they cannot keep it together on the stand. I mean, because they're lying in the very moment to kind of get themselves out of each situation individually. Wow,
1: and I can't, that's like that's yeah. putting a narcissist in the most insane position ever, right? Because yeah. you have like a hundred people looking at you telling you that you're wrong and you in your brain could never even begin to think that you're wrong. Right. So that was just, they must just squirm.
0: I had, I had a situation once where I'm being cross-examined by this narcissist attorney, the narcissist was the client and his attorney. And then he just said, you know, is it true that you're a big proponent of concealed weapon permits? And I never said that in my life, but the narcissist would carry a concealed weapon. As a matter of fact, I got really frustrated with him one time because he had an outburst in my office And then we terminated therapy because I know that this guy has a concealed weapon, you know?
1: He like was freaking out in your office and you knew that he like had that. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. So then we terminate and then I continue working with a spouse. And then when the court case came down, I just thought it was so interesting that the the attorney was saying, isn't it true that you, and he was trying to build that I must have had a relationship with the narcissist. And I said, oh, uh, no, that's not even close to it. I've never said that. As a matter of fact, I'm not a big fan of that, you know, especially in my office and you just watched. I feel like it was one of those things where the you could see smoke pouring out of the narcissist ears, and their head was starting to get ready to explode because they're they're saying no, this is not what you said. But then they couldn't have an outburst in the courtroom. Yeah, it's crazy.
1: I really hope that there's more out on this, and we can. I mean, it sounds bad, but I want. I kind of want to watch him squirm Same. in a way. It's like-
0: it's, it's it, talk about satisfying. If there's anything that would be, it's to watch the narcissist just.
1: Well, yeah, because that's kind of the only situation, right, in court where that, like, you can ever really sit a really bad narcissist down and be like, you're wrong. Okay. So, Alec
0: Murdoch, what was crazy about his case, and we don't have to spend much time on this, but he got caught lying over and over and over and over again. And then I thought this was so interesting. So, then he decides against his counsel that he says, okay, but look, I'm now admitting that I lied the whole time, but I didn't kill. You know, my wife and son. So then he thought, and this is where a narcissist is so fascinating. He said, but look, I just admitted that I lied on all of these things. So now that means that you're going to trust me when I say, but I didn't lie about this. And in his mind, he was like, that makes good sense.
1: Like, no, But literally just said
0: lie throughout the whole proceeding. And then finally they, they said, did you lie about all these things? And he was like, man, it turns out I did. But if I'm admitting to that, then you'll believe me with this other thing, right?
1: Yeah. And he really thinks he's got that charm, yeah. right? Or yeah. whatever. Like, so I can
0: only imagine what would happen like, without.
1: Don't worry, you guys. Like, I, I I, promise. Like, I know I messed up before, oh, but now yes. I promise. Like, yeah, dude, you're that just a liar. Up, That's all yeah. you'll ever be. Exactly. Yeah. I thought that was an interesting comparison. I definitely want to. Like, maybe we could do that. The Murdoch case. Oh,
0: it would be, it would be amazing. Mm-hmm. Okay. So if people have thoughts as well, I mean, send, send your questions in, right?
1: Yeah. Yes. I guess, I, I guess I, I,
0: I, but... I haven't even identified like how to yet. Right. Cause we have a murder on the couch that we have. Uh, yeah. Okay. we can edit that part out. <laughs> <laughs>
1: that's <was> beautiful. Thank, <laughs> Thank you. you. I think that's pretty much all the facts that we have today. The court hearing, is that what you would mm-hmm. call it? Is going to be in May, okay. I believe. So there will be updates. There's not a death penalty. I was going to ask you about
0: that. Yeah. Okay. There's
1: not a death penalty there, which not to be like sadistic, but sorry, you have mm-hmm. to sit in a jail cell forever. Cry about it.
0: Yeah. Maybe it's own Hopefully his tummy won't. <laughs>
1: your tummy much. doesn't. Yeah. Hopefully they got some tums for you <laughs> in the Oh God. But yeah, I... I yeah, I think that's it.
0: Okay. So I'm sure we'll we'll see you on the next episode where we'll cover yet another case, but I no doubt we'll come back and talk about this one in the future.
1: Yes, for okay. sure.
0: All right. Thanks, Sid.
1: Thanks, Ed. <laughs> Thank you guys. See you next time. <laughs> on Murder, Murder on. on the Da-da-da. <gasps> Now I'm. Are you taking a selfie?
0: <laughs> what are you doing? I, I it would be good. I didn't think you'd look.
1: Since I you... see you under. Like this, <laughs> trying to tell the story. Okay.
0: We will get episode two out. What's a what's a old timey phrase? Uh, faster than you can.
1: Where are you going to go? Faster yeah. than the chickens on the farm. That's I'm what what going sounds sounds like. Faster than the June bug riding up a ticks bottom
0: which i made that one up oh please edit that june one
1: out. bug writing up a tick's bottom do you want to unpack that you want to break that down for, uh, for it has
0: to do with childhood trauma i was afraid of ticks, and i do know what a june bug was what yeah <laughs> we'll see you next time on murder on the couch
1: which just again makes all of this so weird
0: it's so weird yeah. is this a safe use of the word sus very safe use of the word sus. seems sus to Extremely me Sid
1: cool. thank you <laughs> I feel like any word you say and this is with love I'm not <laughs> gonna say anymore.
0: <laughs> oh you'll take it out of your vocabulary <laughs> instead <laughs> is, is, does that be bussin
1: bussin <laughs> that, that's one right <laughs> oh my gosh that's an old one is it really Mm-hmm. you know what, what chugi means no did I?
0: Chewy. Give me a hint.
1: You're Chewgy.
0: Awesome. <laughs> Fun. Uh, nice. Hilarious.
1: Okay. Um, okay, okay, okay. Okay. okay.
0: Supportive.
1: So. Um, okay,
0: wait. I'd have to Google it? No,
1: you just don't get to know. You'll find out one day. ha. <laughs>